Today is going to be less of a, of, of a sermon. We're starting a new series in two weeks, but today is going to be less of a sermon and more of a recap of 2016 and a preview of 2017. This is our first service of the new year. And um, I wanted to just point you in faith to look with eyes of faith back at 2016 and see all that God has done, but then also point you forward to 2017 with eyes of faith and, and see all that God will do with faith. Um, it reminds me a little bit of a story. About 15 years ago, I went hiking in Montana and I just went out there by myself. I didn't know anybody. And I met a, a guy who happened to be arriving there at the hostel outside of Glacier National Park at the same time I was, and we kind of randomly connected. And he was going hiking for about five days, and I was going hiking for about five days, and so we said, well, let's just go together. And um, I didn't know him from Adam, you know? And I've never seen him again since then or ever talked to him. But we spent five days together hiking through Glacier National Park, and it's just a beautiful park. About 50 miles, and about halfway through that trip, we were about 25 miles in, we ascended a ridge called Stony Indian Pass. And it was about the high point of our trip as well as the midpoint of our trip. And I get altitude sickness at times. I've had to go to the hospital for that before. And as I ascended Stony Indian Pass, I kind of felt it, I felt it coming on. Um, I hadn't packed enough food for five days which is not really a smart thing to do when you're in the wilderness and there's grizzly bears and all sorts of things like that. But, you know, I was a young kid and, and didn't know any better. And I thought, I'd be, I'll be fine. So not only was I dealing with the altitude sickness, but I was dealing with a little bit of hunger. Um, and as we got to the top of Stony Indian Ridge, my thinking became less and less clear and less or more and more foggy. And Glacier National Park sits just under Canada. It sits right, it's, it's right there. It actually, I think, leaks a little bit into Canada. And um, as I looked at the map, and as we started charting the way, and I looked ahead, I thought, there's no way I can complete this trip back to the original destination. We were doing like a loop. I thought, there's no way I can make it 24 miles and spend two and a half more days. I'm going to die. But in my foggy thinking, what started to make sense to me was, I'm going to go to Canada. Canada's closer, and what I'll do is, I, you know, Canada's like 10 miles, I'll leave my buddy, and I'll just go to Canada, and once I get to Canada, I'll just start telling people, hi, I'm an American, can you take me back to the United States? <laughs> and in my mind, that made the most sense. Now, I, I, I'm sure I would have been an illegal immigrant there in Canada, and, and everything that that would entail, but the point is this, is, is at that point in the halfway trip, we, we had a moment to sort of see things, to see where we'd come and where we were going. And I almost got off the path. I almost made my own way. But my friend began to say, no, 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 listen, we can do this. We're gonna make it. And he began to help me remember all the things that we had done even in the last two days, to help me say, look, you don't wanna quit. We're, we're just halfway through. This is the hard part. He reminded me that we went through this beautiful tunnel that was chiseled out of, of, of a mountain. And as we came out of the tunnel, there was this majestic lake below us. And we got to circle and descend around the lake and, and pack our, unpack our tents and camp right by this lake. And in that, the next morning, it had snowed and we woke up and it was just pristine. And as we packed up our tents and walked away, he reminded me that we had seen a black bear cub. 
And I wasn't fond of that particular memory because he had wanted to stop and take pictures of that black bear cub. And you just don't do that. When you see a baby bear, you worry about mama bear. But he reminded me of that. And he reminded me of all the beautiful things that we'd seen along the way. And as I began to look back and remember what had happened, it, it, it inspired me to kind of look to the future. And as we sat down and looked at the map and the path to come, I began to think, okay, maybe we can do this. Maybe we can just make it to the next place. Maybe we can make it to the next, you know, ro- uh, the next, uh, what do you call it? Like a mile marker. And then after that, the next mile marker. And we decided to go for it. And as, uh, you know, as we were going, some people passed us and I told them, hey, I'm out, I'm out of food. You don't have anything, do you? And they said, sure, we'll give you some of our food. And all of a sudden I had the supplies that I need. It wasn't very much, but it was enough to make it. And I went forward. And we had some amazing memories just in those next two and a half days. We, we set up camp that night and a wild moose or elk, I'm not sure which, ran between our tents. And I never saw it, but I didn't have to. You know when a wild moose runs through your, your campsite. It was incredibly loud. And just the beauty we saw because we decided to move forward. Today, I want to talk a little bit about um, looking back and looking ahead. I want you to picture yourself almost as being up there with me on Stony Indian Pass and thinking about all that God did at New City Fellowship in 2016 and then where he might lead us in 2017. What's amazing is we have people here this morning from all different stages of participation at New City. Some of you were here two and a half years ago when this was just an idea. And some of you, this is your first Sunday. Whatever, whatever it is, whatever your involvement is here, I hope that it encourages you. And if you're just visiting, it's a great opportunity to hear our story about where God's leading us as New City Fellowship. I wanna point you to a scripture. Um, that talks about looking back and looking ahead. Uh, The Psalms are full of the word path and ways. And it always tells the people of God to look backward at the ways of the Lord, the things that he's done in the past, the mile markers that you've already passed and how he's been faithful. And then encourages us to look forward in faith, to continue to follow wherever God might lead. This is from Psalm 77, and it says, Your ways, God, are holy. What God is as great as our God? With your mighty mighty arm, you redeemed your people. This is talking about the exodus from Egypt. The waters saw you, God. The waters saw you and writhed. The very depths were convulsed. Your path led through the sea. You remember that the people of Israel were led through the Red Sea. Their backs were up against the wall, and yet God opened a way. Your way through the mighty waters, and I love this part, though your footprints were not seen. How many of y'all know that God has been working in your lives and in this church, and yet there's no footprints, you know? It's by faith that we walk with him. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Again, that's looking backwards. What did God do? What did God do? What did God do to rescue his people from Egypt? What did God do to send Jesus to save you. And then what did God do even in our own church in 2016? But then what he will do, let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go for to you I entrust my life. Let's look forward in faith. You know, when we started 2016, 
One year ago, we, were, we didn't realize this, but it was the first of four moves for this church in one year. One year ago, we were moving into Foster Park Community Center just two blocks that way. And some of you, that was Jay and Kim, that was the time when you guys jumped in. And we met on Sunday nights. And we began studying the book of Luke. And we began having workshops, free workshops for the community. We would invite the community to talk about things like marriage. And did Jesus really rise from the dead? And what does it mean to be a good parent? And we had lots of people come in and visit. And as time moved on, we realized, you know what? Sunday evening is probably not the best time for us to meet. It's just a hard time for people to gather. So for the summer, let's try a different time. And the only place that we could find, which was the best place for us, was just down the street on Washington at Iglesia Real. And we moved from doing the book of Luke to doing the book of Acts. And instead of welcoming people into our place, we went to them with Scent Summer. We really were laying a foundation for us to reach out in the community and, and do outreach. And we did the water bottle outreach in Arts Park. And we did several other things. We did the donut drop where we went door to door in our neighborhood, knocked on people's doors and just gave them free donuts to strike up conversation. And we had a great time on Thursday nights uh, eating and, and singing and studying the book of Luke. And as the summer came to a close, after our second move, we realized, you know what? we think God's leading us to go ahead and meet on Sunday morning. And we really want to meet in O.B. Johnson Park. But O.B. Johnson Park's not done yet, and we don't know if we're the church that's been chosen to meet at O.B. Johnson Park. So where do we go? And God led a path to us at McNichol Community Center just across the street. It's amazing that every place we've met is really within walking distance of each other this year, which is so key because we're a church that's about a location. And we moved into McNichol Community Center in August. And if you were there, who was there the first two weeks in August when we showed up and there was no AC? All right, no AC. In fact, we had a preview service, which is a time when you try and get the community to come and we didn't have AC. And I thought, this is it, we're done. You know? But God was faithful and God had a bigger picture and, and God took us through that time. And we had an awesome time there for the two and a half months in McNichol Community Center. And during that time, uh, our worship team just kind of came up out of nowhere. Um, began, we just realized we have musicians. All right, let's do this. And we have been getting people to come in and play for us. And uh, you see a picture there of some of our team. By the way, if you're a musician and you're talented, please see Jay. He would love to use you. Um, amen. And then during that time, we found out that God had in fact opened up this place for us, that we were the church chosen to meet here. Not because we were special or anything, but just because of God's grace, they selected us. Four moves in one year, three different day and time changes in one year. That's not how you're supposed to do church planning. If you plan a church, you're supposed to meet at the same day, the same time, the same place, as long as you can because it's just hard for people to find you. And every time you move locations or you switch days, you can expect to lose people. But here's the amazing thing about 2016. We, we don't pay too much attention to numbers, but we pay a little bit of attention to numbers. And I wanna show you this, this is pretty amazing. Um, every time we moved, we actually grew, except when we went to McNichol. When we, when we were at Foster Park from January to May, we were averaging in the 20s. 
And uh, then when we moved to a glacier real, we were averaging in the 30s from May to August. And then when we went to McNichol, we, we, our attendance went down. But then when we moved here to OB Johnson, we're up almost close to 50. That's amazing. And that is the grace of God that we can move so many times and grow as we move. And I just can't wait to be here this year and see what God does. I mean, we've doubled in 2016. And it's not only about numbers, but man, that is encouraging, you know? Yeah, I'm excited. And what would, what would it look like to double in size this year? Not for the sake of being a twice as big church, but so we have more people to do more ministry and reach more people in our community. I'm excited about that. That's a little recap of our year. I wanna bring up um, a few people uh, to talk about different aspects of, of what we've done as a church. Um, I'm not gonna call him forward, but Chad's in the back. Chad's there with the camera. Uh, Chad and his wife, Ellie, are, have been part of our crew since the summer. Chad works with InterVarsity at Broward College, and uh, he's a pastor. And part of him, him and Ellie's heart is to reach the East Hollywood area. And they started a Bible study in Arts Park Young Circle where they, they just met with people on Monday nights and they just kept showing up every Monday nights. Some of those people became friends. Some of those people didn't have homes to live in, but they were, just, they were there living in and around the park. And Chad and Ellie and, uh, and some, some people from InterVarsity as well came and uh, they just kept showing up. And then when we met them, we said, well, can we come with you and learn about ministry in Arts Park? And uh, Chad and Ellie said, sure. And we got to do this summer or this year, we ended up being in Arts Park, I think eight, eight plus times, uh, an incredible amount of times in Arts Park and, and Chad and Ellie kind of spearheaded the way. We do, uh, we go with them once a month to do their Bible study. And that Bible study is coming up tomorrow Tomorrow night at Arts Park in East Hollywood, we need someone to bring a pot of chili or stew for that. But I want you to see a little video that Chad and I put together uh, just a that shows a little bit more about the ministry. A little over a year ago, students with University Christian Fellowship and myself were gathering for a Bible study and we were going through the book of James. And we came across this one verse in chapter 2 that really jumped out to us. James said, Don't you know that God has chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom? And we were floored because we had no idea what that kind of faith looked like. Being of the top percentile that get to go to college, we take things like food and shelter for granted. And we realized we needed to be where the rich in faith were. That led us to Young Circle. It was here that we met many folks who were poor and without homes, and we came wanting to learn from them. We asked to hear their stories of faith, and in return we would provide food, and we would all share a meal together and listen to stories. Then we would have Bible studies where we saw clearly that God has not abandoned the poor. No, He actually loves the poor, and that they're near to His heart. Which brings us to this day. Ellie and I wanted our homeless friends to be a part of our wedding. And so we wondered, how do we make this work? And so we both decided, why not just be with them where they are? We wanted them to know that they would be included in our joy and celebration, and that they matter to us. 
and they most certainly matter to God. And of course, we would share a meal together. Ellie and I were grateful to God because He allowed both of us to meet and experience the love that we have for one another. We're grateful to God who included us into His family and Jesus who cleanses us and gives us a spot at the table. And we're grateful for this new life that we now have together and hope to include as many others into the family as possible. We want everyone at the table. It gets me. It gets me. <laughs> um, man, that's an awesome ministry. Uh, you know, we're, we try and be involved with that. And everyone's crying. That's amazing. We try and be involved with Chad and Ellie once a month in doing that. And we really want to make that a focus. We want to, in 26, 2017, we really want to show up in force once a month. It's the second Tuesday that we do that Bible study. Again, that's tomorrow. And if you're able to be the person... Second Monday, I'm sorry, thank you. The second Monday, if you're able to help provide chili or stew for about 20, 25 people and bring it, that would be amazing and be a huge help to us. Um, so just something that we look back on in 2016 and say, thank God we were allowed to be part of that. That is God's grace. Um, I want to ask Ozzy to come up for a moment. Um, Ozzy, uh, joined, Ozzy and Angela joined our team over the summer. And uh, Ozzy is a very bold guy. I love Ozzy. Um, Ozzy's one of these guys that goes to the beach and does evangelism for fun. Come on over here, Ozzy, and have a seat. And let me get you a mic. Um, but many of you know, just a few months ago, Ozzy returned to his home country of Guatemala and uh, on, a, on a single mission trip. Just by himself, he went. And I wanted to ask Ozzy a few questions just about that trip. Um, why did you go? And what did you do while you were there? Uh, well, uh, I felt, you know, since, since the Lord called me, He just put a great desire in my heart to, for, for missions. It just came natural. Uh, I remember uh, you know, I lived in, uh, in California, San Diego, and uh, I never liked the, uh, just the border there, you know, between Mexico and San Diego. And, uh, but I remember when I became a Christian, Immediately, I knew I was saved because I knew it was the Lord because he put this great desire to go right to the border of Mexico and, and like <laughs> witness to people going back and forth. Wow. I think it's the largest crossed border in the entire world. So there's thousands of people. So I would just stand there and hand out uh, uh, Christian literature, you know. Yeah. So uh, since the beginning of my Christian walk, I've always had that desire to, to go uh, and do missions and evangelize. So it just, it, it's, it's of the Lord. I would have never done that on my own. So, uh, so that's why I went to Guatemala because uh, like, like uh, the video, you know, uh, the Lord loves the poor and there is a lot of poverty in, uh, in Guatemala, in Latin America in general. So it's, a, it's an awesome mission feel. And I, I think the Lord put the U.S., right here in the middle of the poorest of the poorest. Mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, it's by divine uh, intervention, if you will. 
So what did you what did you do while you're there? We have some pictures. Do you want to share a, a story about some of these pictures? Yeah, uh, you know when I go on missions, I always I leave room for God to work, <laughs> you know, because I have my own agenda. But I never know what He's gonna do and where He's gonna take me. Uh, so I'm always open uh, for Him to lead me to to those places. And uh, this last time I went, uh, <clears throat> I, I met this lady who's a single mom, and uh, I'm always looking for, I, I don't know, I always go to their kitchen, right? I say, hey, show me your kitchen. I want to see how you cook here, and because uh, I'm always looking for ways to uh, improve their conditions of living, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, the Bible says that, you know, what good is it to just tell people, oh, God bless you, and then you walk away, and you leave them hungry and in the cold, so one of the things that I've noticed throughout the years is uh, people, in, uh, women in Guatemala, they cook with uh, fire, I mean with wood, wood fire or firewood. And uh, it's really painful, you know, it, you, to light it up, to get it started, you got to endure all the smoke coming out of it and it burns your eyes. So I always thought, man, you know, for $35, I can change this woman's life. By just giving them a, a, a gas stove that you can just light up instantly. And so that was the reason why I did this trip, because I wanted to go and uh, uh, give out some uh, gas stoves. And, but I found this woman, and uh, um, I said, uh, you know, I, I'm here to bless you, I said, you know. Uh, but I, I want to know what, what's your greatest need, right? What, what, what comes to mind, I said. What, what's what's the, the one thing that I can help you with? And she said, uh, well, I have, a, uh, I have a, a, a large debt with, uh, with the grocery store down the street. And I said, uh, well, I said, how much do you owe? And she said, I don't know, you know. Uh, the, the lady there is gracious enough to... She just keeps giving me food, and she writes it down, and um, she said it's, it's about a month's worth of, of uh, goods. So I said, well, let's go down there and see, see how much it is. And uh, so we got there, and the lady pulled out the books, <laughs> you know, and uh, she, she you know, it's like three or four pages, right? And uh, I said, well, can you, uh, you know, add it up? And, you know, she started, she pulled out a calculator, started adding up, and... Uh, it was about close to 700 quetzales, uh, which to us here, it would be the equivalent of about $700, you know, to, or to them, right? It's, it's pretty much the same, even though uh, it's seven quetzales to a dollar, right? Um, so it was like $100, $100 more or less. And, but to her, it might as but, well But been. to her, it's, for, you yeah. know, it's the equivalent of us owing yeah. 700 bucks, right. so... Uh, I said, uh, well, you know, uh, after she gave me the number, I said, you know, I, I would like to pay it, you know. And, like, her jaw dropped and, you know, of course, tears started to roll down the cheeks. And uh, so I took it at, at that moment. It's like the Lord gave it to me, and, you know. And, and I used it as a tool to, to give them the gospel to both the, the store owner and the lady. And I said, you know, I'm about to pay your debt in full, you know. And I didn't know. I mean, she could have bought cigarettes or liquor. I, don't, I, I didn't care, right? It's just like the Lord. He doesn't care what you've done. Amen. He just pays it all, Amen. right, in full. So uh, 
I said, uh, you know, uh, this is a, a perfect example, I said, of how Jesus canceled out our debts. You know, no matter what you've done, how much, how much you owe, it's, it's paid in full. And so I couldn't miss the opportunity. I took a picture of it and I posted it on Facebook uh, because not only, uh, every time I go on a mission, I try to uh, get those moments that are precious that the Lord gives me and blast them to the world, you know, and make it a make it a teaching lesson of the gospel. So as you were talking about it, I knew you. I knew you that you had used that opportunity because I know you. And I said, yeah. as soon as you said the word debt, I said the Aussie yeah. used that to share yeah. the gospel. Yeah. Amen. Well, where are you going next? You've you've uh, talked well, a little bit. I've been wanting to go to Cuba for a while. Yeah. Uh, sounds a little more of an adventure because, you know, it's. Uh, it's such a fort, right? Cuba has always been like the black sheep of Latin America, and it's communist. And so I don't have to go all the way to China and risk my life. I can just go to Cuba. <laughs> Angela's happy about that. <laughs> That's why I need a bodyguard. Yeah. Tony, I've been praying for Tony. Maybe he, he'll join me. Um, but uh, yeah, we, I like to go to Cuba and uh, see, see what the Lord does there. Amen. So. Amen. Well, I'll just flip through a couple pictures here. Oh, there's the, is that the ledger? Yeah, that, that's, that's it. That's the ledger. That's, yeah. And these are, okay, this is paying the debt. Yeah, that's Amazing. the owner of the store just adding up the numbers. Uh, this kid, real quick, uh, he's, uh, uh, this man from church broke his foot, so I gave him a ride to the hospital, like at the emergency, and I dropped him off there. And then took off. And on my way out of the hospital, this, uh, I stopped on the side of the road. This kid was just walking, just kind of kicking the dust with, with his uh, shoe shine box. So I stopped. And uh, I always bring little Hot Wheels because there's tons of kids, right? And uh, I know that, you know, you can buy a Hot Wheel here for like $1.50. Over there, they're like 15 quetzales, which would be like $15 here. So kids are like, you know, they're so far it was so close, but yet so far. So I always bring a ton of Hot Wheels. So I stopped, and I wanted to give this kid a, a little Hot Wheel. So I ended up talking to him about the Lord, and I said, hey, you know, have you made any money today? He said, well, you know, I, I made like 75 cents. You know, I got a couple of customers. Um, I said, well, you know, so I, I said, have you heard about Jesus? And he said, no, who's that, you know? And so I just gave him the whole salvation plan, and I said, you know, would you like to receive the Holy Spirit? And he said, yeah. He, like when I said that, immediately he put his uh, shoe shine box down, right? And, and we prayed. And, and I said, uh, you know, I always ask kids, you know, did you feel anything, you know? And he was like, yeah, I, I feel lighter. And he said, well, I, while we were praying, I felt very happy inside. So I was like, right on, you know? Amen. So, yeah, that's uh, Rodrigo, I believe his name was. Amen. Yeah, Nine-year-old. Ozzy, uh, Ozzy, as I said, goes down for fun to the beach and shares the gospel. And I've been with him a few times and I wanna encourage you to hook up with Ozzy and, and try it. Just go with him. Ozzy, Ozzy does a great job. He tells a story as a way to introduce the gospel. And uh, it's really engaging. It's, it's, not, it's not weird. People really wanna engage. They'll bring their kids over. They'll come over, they'll dialogue. And you get an awesome opportunity to to share the Lord and even grow in your own faith as you see him working right in the moment. So let me pray for Ozzy and then we'll have somebody else come up. But Lord Jesus, thank you for this man. I pray that you would bless his ministry. 
uh, in this city and, uh, and around the world uh, in the coming year. We pray that you would be with him and Angela, be with uh, their new baby uh, that's coming soon, Lord. Pray that you would keep the baby healthy and safe, Lord. Might we see many more people come to know Jesus in this year. In your name we pray, amen. amen. Let's give Ozzy a hand. Thank you, I'm going to call up uh, Runette. Runette joined, uh, started coming around New City in November, and right when we were doing the blended sermon series, uh, one of the, th the ways that we wanted to start our church was going right for the jugular. And by that, I mean, let's talk about race. Let's talk about social justice. Let's talk about politics. Let's talk about it all. Because if we're really gonna be God's blended family, we have to always keep those things on the table and keep that conversation on the table. In fact, the day we launched this church publicly was the first Sunday after the election. And the Lord just really orchestrated it so that we could actually talk about that uh, from the text that we were preaching on. And uh, Runette was here during that time. And I wanted to ask her a few questions about that series. And we talked about this privately. But uh, what did you learn about God and his purposes through that series? Oh, the blended series. Well... I would say over the course of the last couple of years, I had this checklist in my heart and that checklist was made up of prayers. Um, just seeing all of the social injustices that were going on in the world, anger began to well up in me because I was very hurt. Under the anger was a lot of pain. And I didn't know how to express it as a follower of Jesus Christ. I knew how to express it some other ways. <laughs> But I did not, I wanted to know how. How do I deal with what I'm feeling? And coming to New City and, you know, I went online and I saw this blended series. Okay, what is that about? And what I learned about God through that series was that he truly, truly cares about the social injustices in this world. Amen. And I was so encouraged um, as you went through the sermon series, and every time you will talk about and ask about when Paul's began the church planting, and that it mattered that everyone was represented and that they were different, yet they were, you know, they were unified. There was unity there. And I almost leapt out of my chair <laughs> hearing that. It's like, oh my. The prayers are being answered and they just had been in my heart for so long. And I know that God is a God that works in shadows. Um, he does that very well. But it's always, for me, it's been however he does things in my life, it's always better than what you can ever expect. Amen. You know, and so hearing the Blended Series really just more than, it gave me more hope that God is a God who truly cares for what happens in this world and what happens to us. And he cares about what I feel and he will provide a way because there's a plan, he has a plan um, to teach me, for me to learn how to express you know, the things I feel. And I wanna do it as a follower of Christ. I wanna learn how to express that hurt. Right. You know, and I wanna learn how, what to do with the anger. So yeah. um, I was very encouraged by Amen. the Blended series, yes. Two things stuck out to me. Um, you talked about pain and follower of Jesus. And I think, unfortunately, what, what might be being taught is that to deal with the pain, you have to walk away from following Jesus. But 
I love that you said, I'm a follower of Jesus and I want to learn to deal with the pain. We, we want to we walk with folks in a way where they learn um, that this stuff is not foreign to the Bible. It's just maybe we haven't done a good job talking about it. And so that's why we always want to keep it on the table. We want to keep that conversation always going in this church so that we can always really say we are God's blended family. So what are you excited about for 2017 here at New City? Oh, I'm excited. Um, it's, um, it's just been a blessing to be here. Everyone here has been so welcoming and you can feel God's presence. Um, and that's blessed me. I am looking forward to the small groups, the small Bible study groups. I'm excited about the book by David Platt. Um, I had read Radical by David Platt, you know, and, and it doesn't leave you with all the feels. You know, he's pretty <laughs> confrontational, which we need confrontation and, and, and we have to learn how to confront. But um, I'm excited about the Follow Me um, book series. And so I'm encouraged that um, it allows us to build relationships. You know, um, as we go through life, we have experiences and some relationships hurt, um, but you also need those relationships. You need relationships to heal. And I feel like by getting to know um, fellow members um, in small groups, you know, because I'm a little socially awkward. I'm social, but I'm a little socially awkward. <laughs> but um, um, I was encouraged by the small amount of people in the group. That kind of excited me because I tend to, you know, shy away when the group gets too large, you know. And so speaking for me, so this is huge for me standing, sitting here right now. But um, <laughs> thank you, daughter, <laughs> for the encouragement. But I am excited about, um, I love what you said in the Blended Series, stepping in each other's lives and listening. And um, I had to teach myself, well, by God's grace, he taught me how to be, I have to be comfortable with being a little uncomfortable, mm -hmm. um, to push myself a little more. And um, I'm excited about that. It gives me hope, you know. And I know that I'm in a place where, you know, the Lord dwells. And I'm excited about getting to know people in Christ and so when that vertical relationship is, is growing, you know, the horizontal relationships need to also grow. Amen. So I'm grateful. And yeah. not only are you going to be in a group, you're facilitating a group. <laughs> All right. So she's, she's taking some steps of faith. So, hey, we love you. And I'm so thankful for you. Thank, Thank you for you, coming up and sharing. Thank you. All right. Yeah, let's give her another hand. That's just so good uh, just to hear from different people and what God's doing and what God's done in their life. And I just love that you get a chance to hear stories from people in the church. I'm just going to put it on the ground because I don't know. I never do it. I never do it right. So, um, so that's a little bit of the highlights from last year. And we really had to whittle it down. We couldn't, we couldn't include everything. I would have loved to have everyone up here telling a story, but... We only had about 35 minutes, but I do want to give you a little bit of a preview of the path ahead. Um, what is it going to look like in 2017 here at New City Fellowship? What, what's the path ahead? Um, well, we're going to continue with our vision. You know, we're God's blended family. And if you go on the website and look up vision and values, we've read out, wrote out some statements that articulate that. But I want to just go through one uh, one of them that talks about the church and the kind of church that we're building. I'm going to read this to you. It says, we envision a church that unites diverse voices to joyfully praise the one true God. 
We envision a church that communicates and demonstrates the good news of Jesus, that celebrates being joined together in the Spirit, that breaks down barriers between people, that lives life together as an outwardly facing community, all to glorify King Jesus, love our neighbors, and do good in our city. And so as we look at the next year, as we look at 2017, and as we make decisions and we pray, that's what we're, that's kind of our guide. That's the map we're looking at as we take a step forward. And one of the things that we feel like is the biggest thing uh, and is key to that is learning just to simply follow Jesus, who is the King. What does it mean for us to grow in our understanding of being disciples, someone who learns and is taught by Jesus? And as we thought about that, and we thought about the best way to do that, we thought, you know, Mark, the the book of Mark is a great place to learn to follow Jesus because Jesus in the book of Mark, he's kind of like an action hero. He like kicks down the door and he's like, come follow me. And, And then all of a sudden he's in broken people's lives and he's healing the sick and all sorts of stuff like that's happening. And so we're gonna start off in two weeks by going through the book of Mark in a series that's just called Follow Me that starts in two weeks. But we're also going to be reading a book that Runette mentioned by David Platt called Follow Me. So you can see a a common theme here, Follow Me. And uh, the book is really about what it means as a Christian to lay down your life and follow Christ so that you might find life in him. The subtitle is A Call to Die, A Call to Live. And we're going to be reading those books within uh, small groups. And that has a couple different purposes. One of the reasons why we're doing it is in small groups is it's just a great place rather than reading it by yourself. It's a great place to learn to talk and discuss about what you're learning in the book. But it also takes us a step further into being God's blended family. We're getting to know each other. We're getting to sit down with each other. We're learning about each other's lives and we're helping each other follow Jesus. And we're gonna be doing that book over uh, from about January to May. And so that's one of the big themes that I want you to think about, pray about. You're gonna be hearing that phrase, follow me a lot uh, at our church. Mark 1.15, Jesus calls the first disciples and he says, follow me and I will make you to become fishers of men. I will make you to become. In other words, Jesus assumes that the people he's calling don't know how to reach out to other people in the name of Jesus. That's okay, Jesus is gonna teach them. So part of what you're gonna be learning is how to be a a person who reaches out in the name of Christ in our city. As you follow Jesus, he will make you to become a fisher of men. So I'm excited about that. Uh, A couple other things, like uh, less about themes and visions and more about events. We're gonna continue to have that theme of breaking down barriers in front of us. We're gonna continue to talk about race, justice. We always wanna keep that on the table. Next week, uh, Pastor Anthony Sanders from Higher Vision Ministries is gonna come and preach on MLK Weekend on on Kingdom Unity. Pastor Sanders is a commissioner in the city of Hallandale. He also is a a pastor at a church called Higher Vision. He's a friend of mine. He's a great man. I asked him if he'd come and preach. um, And he's gonna come and, and, and talk about Kingdom Unity. That night, the South Broward Ministerial Alliance has a joint service with all their churches. I'm a, I'm a member of the South Broward Ministerial Alliance. 
and they have a MLK Remembrance Service that's going to be at Central Missionary Baptist Church in West Parks. That's a week from tonight, 5 p.m., and I would encourage us all to go. Um, we'll have more information about that on the website, but a wonderful opportunity. I mean, they have some killer music, some killer preaching, and it would be a great time to go and just celebrate what God has done in the African-American community. The following morning, there's an MLK march right through this neighborhood. It's Monday the 16th, a week from tomorrow, 10 a.m. It starts at B.F. James Park down the street and ends right here at O.B. Johnson. So uh, if you have the day off, you want to come out and participate in that. The streets will literally be crowded with people, marching bands, uh, um, different groups marching. It's, it's an incredible experience. We've been the past two years and have loved it. So continuing to address that issue of breaking down barriers between people, we want to keep that on the table. Uh, we're also exploring how we can be better connected with other New City churches. Uh, New City Fellowship is a network of churches around the country. There's churches in St. Louis and Chattanooga. There's churches in rural Pennsylvania. Uh, there's churches throughout the Northeast and Atlantic City. And once a year, all these churches get together for a conference at the end of January in St. Louis called the Reconciliation and Justice Conference. And um, when I lived in St. Louis, I obviously used to go every year. But this year, Chad and I, uh, Chad and I are going to leave South Florida in January and go to St. Louis in January for this conference. And we want to connect with pastors there. We want to build relationships with other churches and just see where that goes. As, you know that um, a few months ago, Randy Neighbors came, and Randy's right there in the center. He came down here. He directs that network. And we want to see what, what could happen as we build relationships with other churches. Could there be some cross-pollination of people coming to visit us? Or maybe there would be new leaders that come out of that network and come join us here in Hollywood. I don't know. I don't know. But we are going to follow Jesus next year and see how to better stay connected with that network. One thing for sure is going to happen, that is on Sunday, February 5th, Pastor Mocklin Bosse from Togo, West Africa, is coming here to preach uh, on the spiritual power of Jesus. Mocklin was a pastor at New City Fellowship in St. Louis and was one of my mentors. And when he decided to move back to Togo uh, to plant churches there, uh, I helped him with that process and have been over to Togo four different times. This man is one of my mentors, is one of my closest friends, and he's going to be in the U.S. So I asked him, we bring you down. We'd love to have you come and encourage us. Uh, he's an amazingly bold man, has been through incredible trials while moving back to plant that church and those churches in Togo. And he's also a member of the New City Network. So again, we're already building these relationships. I'm really excited um, that he's coming. And once he comes, you will like beg him to stay. He's just a really bold, exuberant man and uh, really has some great vision for the, from the Lord. So I'm excited about that. I want to encourage you, though, in light of all these things that are happening, to undergird this whole year with prayer. Um, our prayer lives go up, our prayer lives go down. If we were honest and I said, how many of you are totally satisfied with your prayer life? No one should raise their hand, right? That's the reality. Prayer is a struggle because prayer takes faith and faith is hard. But we pray better when we do it together. We pray better when we encourage each other. And one of the things that has been uh, from the beginning in this church is that we have tried to pray together. This is a spiritual work. If we don't pray, but we just show up on Sunday mornings, nothing spiritual will happen. 
If you're like me, my heart is dry and dusty and cold, and I need the Lord to come in and work and revive me and, and wake me up. And every Wednesday morning, we have a morning prayer line that we do through the phone. Uh, from 6 to 7 a.m., you call in, and you'll hear just a little greeting and a topic. You'll hear the topic for the day, and then you'll just join in, and other people pray. We pray for each other. We pray for our city. We pray for whatever the Lord brings to mind. And I want to encourage you to call in this year. I would love to see the attendance on that phone line grow this year as people say, we're going to pray. We need the Lord. Uh, we need the Lord's presence with us. So that, uh, the information's on that. There's even a little video where you can hear what it's like to be on the prayer line. That's on the website. So uh, that's, that's 2017. We'll, we'll see where the Lord leads us in many other ways. But I'm Lord Jesus, we thank you for all that you did in 2016. And we look forward with eyes of faith and hearts full of hope about where you're going to lead us in the new year. We, we lay down our lives and say, we're here to follow you, Jesus. We're here to glorify you. We're here what, what it we're here to learn what it means to be fishers of men. And we pray that you would do some amazing things in this church and in our city through us this year. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Let's stand now and we'll sing and then we'll spend a minute praying together.